You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome. This is Jonathan Schroyer, the Mission Matters Podcast Network. As you know, I'm the host of the Future of Service channel, and I love to get a diverse group of people that think about services in different ways. And today's guest is no different. We have Joanna Mendez with us. She has been in student services, adult education for much of her career, international services. And of late, she's working as a business owner, MDZ Properties. She started a new season of life, jumping in at the deep end of the pool and learning all kinds of new ways to serve customers and so forth. So We're really happy to have Joanna on the podcast today. Joanna, why don't you do a quick introduction to yourself for the listeners? Thank you. My name is, like you said, my name is Joanna Mendez. I worked in higher education for most of my career. So that's my heart. I still love working with college students. I think there is so much potential there. There is so much that we as a society can learn from them. And they're open books. They really are, especially when they go to university, they're open to to explore new things. They're open to learning new things. And it's a perfect time for someone to really have a positive impact impact in their lives. So working in higher ed is refreshing, rewarding, as you say, a transition to a different part. But I continue to support higher education as a volunteer basis and as well as working with multicultural students and international students, which has been my focus throughout my mm-hmm. career. So I'm delighted to be here today. No, it's great. It's great to have you. I mean, I think that one of the things I love about staying connected with students is they teach you about where the future of service is going. Like they have ideas, they ask different, they ask questions I never asked, you know, when I was a kid, or maybe their viewpoints and their perspectives are different. So it's going to be really great to kind of get your viewpoints and your perspectives today. So thanks for coming on the show. Well, the first question that I I ask all my guests is, you know, Joanna, what do you think the future of service looks like? It could be student services. It could be as a business owner services, could be really anything. We keep the kind of keep the gamut open, but love to kind of hear your thoughts on the topic. Sure. I've been thinking about this question because I do think there's always growth, right? And we can only be as effective as you're, we're willing to be flexible in changing our paradigms and changing how we approach things. And that is very important with students and especially with diverse or multicultural students. I think really when I think of my experience with them is authenticity. Mm-hmm. It should be authentic and organic, meaning I think our students, our young generation is tired to feel that it's being manufactured somehow. Mm-hmm. Right? They mm-hmm. want to feel that what is being provided is being intentional, but not intentional in a way that becomes just like a product, but it is intentional in the sense that they're, we're listening to them. And as we are learning and listening, then we're adjusting and being flexible. So that's one. And the other one is collaboration. I think if mm. something I've learned is that we can only do so much on our own. And there's collaboration organizations between agencies, right, to develop our leadership, to develop our approach, and also to just create an organization environment that is suited to provide the services that that our constituencies are looking for. So those will be kind of the two main things that I think should be the future. 
No, I love that. I mean, one of the things you said reminded me of a quote that competition is the law of the jungle. Cooperation and collaboration is the law of civilization. And I think oftentimes, especially in America, because, you know, the way that we think about competition is different than in Europe when I lived there, in Asia when I lived there. And it, specifically in Europe, they're a much more collaborative culture, much more cooperative culture. And in America, it seems to be competition, competition, competition. But what the, the next generation is telling us is, no, 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 we don't, we don't want that. What we want is, as you mentioned, we want authentic intentional engagements where we can collaborate and learn and be successful with each other. And, and I think that's that's super powerful. When you think about that future of service, what would be the, the force multiplier or the kind of the key thing that will help people kind of down that path to start to, to exhibit those behaviors or learn you know, the things that they need to learn to, to drive down that path? I think is really the people engage in it. You know, I mean, we can create programs, we create goals, but if the people that are in the grounds working, collaborating together are not in the same boat, then it's not, it's not going to work, you know, and that creates authenticity when the people that are engaged at the table, not only participating, but are the people making the decisions, you know, that they are all on the same frame of this is what we want to provide is going to be what pushes these organizations, universities, you name it, to really be successful at that. One of the pitfalls that I see a lot is that we say we want to, especially with diversity and inclusion, we verbalize that's our, you know, it's part of our mission to be diverse in blah, 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 providing either student services or providing venues to support, but it's only given to a specific office within the university or office within an agency. And then the rest of the team are doing their thing as quote unquote usual, but it takes more than that, right? It should not, the task should not fall in one specific group or a specific individual. It should be a collaboration of all of them. So the force behind any change, I believe, is going to be really everybody has to be on the same boat and giving minority multicultural individuals the same power, decision-making power, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. being the sideline or not being the token just to meet a status quo, but most that they are part, intricate part of all the decisions made. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's totally true, right? When we think about, so when I was in, lived in London, I was the diversity champion on the Business Council for London. And one of the things that I was always a big proponent of is how do you build diversity of thought inside your education systems, inside your businesses, inside your societies, Mm -hmm. uh, so that people, one, they feel heard, two, they have great ideas, they think differently, right? And then three, and when I love what you talked about, which is the alignment, like how do we then take those and align people around, you know, a common cause and innovation, you know, the next step, whatever, whatever that future looks like, and then you're going to have an amazing outcome versus people saying yes, or, or as you mentioned, tokenism or other things, right? It's so important. So I come from, so I have seven sisters inside of my family. We have, you know, we have Spanish, we have, we have African-American, you know, we have some Asian and so forth. And what I love is that diversity of different experiences and thoughts and and again, I think it's it's something that America needs to be way better at. The world needs to be way better at. But, but in general, it's like, hey, how do we how do we stop 
and let all those conversations happen because the outcome is going to be better. There's a thing that I post about on LinkedIn every now and again, and I say, don't jump over dimes to get to pennies. And it's really like the dimes is it that's the value from all of these 360 viewpoints, right? We're going, oh, let's 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 hit the quarter or let's do this or let's get somebody that's just like us. Well, that's pennies, right? That's not dimes. And so what I'm hearing you say is it's not just about being authentic, it's not being about intentional cooperative, but it's about being inclusive. And and that's going to be kind of the force multiplier that's going to help the future of service take it to the next level. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, when your own agency and organization really is focusing who is at the table and being Mm. intentional and bringing those individuals to the table and give them the freedom to speak openly and to be heard, but not only heard, but they also implement, like you said, some of their creative ideas and value their opinion at the same level than everybody else, then that creates, going back to your first question, authenticity and Mm -hmm. a very organic, and it's not manufactured because it's just embedded on the culture of your organization, who you are. And so then you will attract employees, you will attract in in the university setting students, they are set, they see that value and they were going to join. One of the biggest things that I notice in higher education is they have a hard time keeping minority, multicultural, diverse faculty staff. Why? Mm. Because the same institution is really not embedded in this idea of we are us. And they're not, they don't feel hurt. They don't feel, they don't feel like they are part of the decision-making. They feel, like I said, just a token to meet certain criteria, expectations to say, you know, percentage-wise is how many multicultural staff we have, but they're not part. And so the students also feel the same way, right? Mm-hmm. When it's a natural flow. So it is within the agency itself that you reflect who you are and therefore bring the services that are needed to your constituencies. 100%, 100%. Well, as most folks know, we stick to a 15-minute podcast, so we're getting close to that. But what I'd love to always end up with, Joanne, is what are one or two either pieces of advice, tidbits, things that you would love to share with the listeners, whether it's related to service or really your business or anything? What are What's something that you'd love to share with the audience? Well, I think focusing on services, one is be careful. I think we tend to blend different cultures together under the umbrella mm. of multicultural diverse, etc. And, you know, every individual, we know it. I'm not the same as my husband, nor my best friend is the same as my other friend, right? So we know that in our heads. But for some reason, when we talk about multicultural diverse services, we put all in one umbrella. So the first thing is be pre-assumptions can limit how we serve. So Mm. that will be the first one. And then again, going back to who is at the table really is going to reflect your culture and therefore Mm. it's going to reflect how you reach and approach and provide services to a gamut of individuals. Well, folks, you've heard it here from Joanna. She's given us some amazing drops of knowledge here about what the future of service looks like. I love the the focus on, you know, being intentional, being authentic. The next generation wants us to meet them where they are. They want us to build companies that look like them, the inclusivity that we've talked about here, but really being looking at the kind of customized viewpoint too, which 
it's not that it's just not, I mean, every customer wants to customize their experience just for them, right? But it's even beyond that. It's like looking and understanding that your demographics and your personas are different across different cultures, different geos and so forth. So I think this is really a powerful kind of session to teach us and help us think about the future of service. Joanna, if folks want to reach out to you and, and talk to you, learn more from you, have a conversation, what's the best way, way for them to do that? They can send me an email or they can follow me on LinkedIn. I think I do have a profile there, but I can provide that. Would you like me just to say my email? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's my first name, J-O-A-N-N-A, then G-L-E-Z as a zebra at hotmail.com. So it's my awesome. first name. G-L-E-Z at hotmail.com. Awesome. Thanks, Joanna. We really appreciate you coming on the show. As always, folks, we have the best guest on the Future Service channel. I'm Jonathan Schroyer. I'm the Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise Virtual Solutions. And this is the Mission Matters Podcast Network. Until next time, serve well. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.